and horror hounds this is brett from dimension z joining as i am every day this month by greg of the dead how you doing man doing real good how you doing very good um she's to die for man what a perfect tagline for this movie i mean that is pretty like i love taglines because letterbox that's something i love about them is they're put the tagline in there and um i'm even holding my vhs copy of it and that's on the uh cover yeah it's on the one i have too so Let's let's address the elephant in the room real quick. Okay. Yeah, we're doing Return of the Living Dead 3. Before this, we did the first one. <laughs> yeah, we never did two. And no, look, be- I'm throwing it out there, we're probably never doing two. I don't see a scenario where we do. Because it's not good, and good, but we do bad movies too, but it's not bad enough to be fun to talk about. It's just bad. So like... And then there's two sequels, but I was like, this isn't a series I think I want to knock out the whole series for. So I'm like, yeah, let's just do one and three. I think at some point we'll get there, like year 12. I would entertain the idea at year 12. Remind me. Where you start being like, oh shit, like you start to worry a little bit. Like, are we running out of movies? Never. (laughs) Never. But yeah, we did the first one because the first one is amazing. The second one's basically a carbon copy of the first one, just not as well done. And the third one, at least, is completely different and is fun again. Yeah, I love the third one. So Brian Yesna was in charge of this one, and he loved the first one, how they mixed the horror and the comedy well. And then he was not a fan of the second one, how they went so comedic with it. He goes, yeah. well, fine, I'm just going to play it straight serious for the third one. And that's what we got with Return of the Living Dead 3. Another return from Brian Usna. He's like a huge part of the show now. Like we've done Society, we did uh, Bride of Reanimator. We haven't done Beyond yet, but it'll be coming up. He did one of the Silent Night, Deadly Night movies. It, when I see his name on something, I'm usually like, okay. I know what I'm in for, and I'm excited yeah. for it. Yeah, me too. So this is from 1993. I think we uh, hit a lot of 90s for Throbtober, didn't we? More than I expected. Like, I always, like, for some reason in my mind, it was like, oh, the 90s suck for horror. The 90s is actually pretty awesome for horror. It's like 2000 to 2009 or so. Like, that decade sucks for horror. Yeah, that's where it was uh, Platinum Dunes remakes run amok, but yes. Just the over-CGI and whatnot. This one still has practical effects. And it's another one of my uh, birth year movies. Yes, it is. Your Return of the Living Dead, three years old. Yes. Have you seen this before, or was this a first watch for you? I've seen it, like, one other time a couple years ago. So it might as well be a first watch again. Oh, good. So what, what are your thoughts coming out of it? I remember enjoying it the first time. I think it's another one of those ones when I had that shitty job and I would just watch movies on my phone all day. It's one of those ones where, like, I saw it on my phone, like, over the course of, like, five hours because I kept having to pause it because people are calling me at my job. (laughs) That's what I do now at work. I take a portable DVD player and watch things on my break and lunch. I love your setup. (laughs) I put a sunshade up so the sun doesn't like make the screen hard to see, and I set my DVD player on the dash. 
oh god, uh, when I was doing my last contract job, I would take my laptop in, I would borrow my wife's uh, Nintendo Switch, I would have a podcast on, so I'd like have something on the laptop, be playing a video game, and listening to a podcast. It's like, no one get around me. Hell yeah. So what you're saying, first time, kind of yes. first time watch. Yeah, I remember enjoying it the first time. I really, um, I'm glad that I finally like sat down and really paid attention to it. Yeah, good. So you liked it? Yeah. Uh, how many times have you seen it? I've seen this one quite a few times, actually. Really? I, this, aside from the original, this is the one I've watched the most, obviously. And yeah, I've, I've watched it a couple times. I really like it. I think this is the greatest love story ever told. <laughs> I mean, it's up there. There, these uh, this couple will definitely, I would think, be in the running for the Throbbies for year three. Oh, most definitely. At least get a nomination. I don't see anyone surpassing them, but we'll see. No, but I agree. Yeah, this is, it's not quite Red and Mandy level, but they they love well, each other quite a bit. We can fight about this later. <laughs> we'll do a bonus episode on compare and contrast. <laughs> Our love episode for, like, Valentine's Day. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Alright, so, kicks off with this military base, and they're weaponizing zombies, and I already have questions. <laughs> Look, so... Our main character, Kurt, his dad is the guy in charge of it, whose his project is what was selected to move forward. And what they do is they basically shoot the zombies in the head with this, like, freeze thing that kind of knocks them out enough for them to contain them and shove them back in their barrels, I guess. And then you can just let them loose on your enemy's area, let them run rampant, and then go in and collect them. So that's the thing they're going with. His competition's idea was mech suits with zombies in them. Yeah, which doesn't make sense, because we see her idea at the very end, and see how badly it works. Well, to be honest, this one's terrible, too. This one goes pretty bad. Neither of these are smart. Neither of them are great, but this one seems like it's more doable. Of just, okay, drop the zombies on your enemy territory. Zombies will take care of all your enemies. You take, you, like, basically, you, like, freeze the zombies for a minute contain them and then leave whereas like now you got zombies and like you said giant metal like mech suits of like how are they not just more unstoppable now exactly maybe there's like a key you can stop and like turn the mech suit there's a weird level lever thing on their back but you have to get extremely close to the zombie to shut it (laughs) off But we do get some dialogue about, hey, can you buzz me and I lost my card key. And then we cut to a bunch of 90s teens at the beach. Yeah, um, yeah, they're all hanging out at the beach. They're all in their leather jackets and they're being all cool and punk and like emo and goth. And uh, Julie is our main girl, right? Yes. She's bur- She's alive at this point. She's burning herself with a lighter. And her friend's like, stop it. What's wrong with you? She's like, leave me alone. I like it. Let me burn my palm more. Like, I would get it if they didn't even put that part when she's alive. The she just figures it out when she's dead. Why is she burning herself? I think that's actually kind of a fairly normal thing for people to play with the fire and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I would do the thing where, like, you have a candle lit and you take your hand across it really quick. And you're like, oh, look, I'm badass. And I was like, nah. <laughs> but Kurt, uh, Julie's boyfriend, shows up on his motorcycle, and he swiped his dad's key card. That's where we're missing. And him and Julie are going to sneak in tonight to see the big test. They don't know what it is, but he heard his dad talking about it. Are you sure it's going to be something cool? 
this military base, like, you would think this would be at, like, Area 51 of, like, this is the most locked down thing ever. Like, this military base isn't even on the map. He can just come and go because he's the son of one of the people. Yeah, it is. That's insane. But at least they give us a line of dialogue that's not the permanent facility yet. Yeah, because it, well, it's also weird. Yeah, because you go inside the building and then there's like crates that people are working inside. Yeah, it seems very makeshift. I'm surprised it's not in Louisville. You know what I mean? That seems like the perfect yeah. place to put the base after they nuked it in the first one. Well, that's why they're not there. There's the nuclear fallout. That's true. That makes a lot of sense, actually. <laughs> we cut back to the lab. There's some guys in hazmat suits going into this building. We see 245 trioxin again. Oh. And they're strapping down a corpse. Fun fact, the only requirements for this to be a sequel is that you don't have to include any of the previous characters, nothing like that. Right. 245 trioxin had to be included, and they had to mention that the zombies like brains, specifically. Okay, and they do both of those things, and also in this part, they mention the um, breach of 1969 that they mentioned in the first movie that is technically Night of the Living Dead in this, like, film franchise. Yes, they do. But Kurt and Julia show up, and they're allowed into the facility already just because his dad works there, and then they sneak into the restricted area with the key card, and they're up in, like, rafters, kind of, watching the test from above, and... So they expose this corpse to the trioxin, and he reanimates, comes back, and they shoot the dart into his head, and he, I put, re-dies, but he freezes. Right, yeah, it does the thing where you see their, like, and, like, most of their head, like, turn white, almost like the girl's face in Jason X before it gets smashed. And they're all like, yeah. oh my god, it's a, it's a success! And they're all high-fiving and about to pop champagne. Like, they don't let time go by whatsoever. It, it works, and like five seconds later, they're like, we're done. <laughs> Let's not like check more vitals or anything. How long do you think it lasts? No, yay! But Kurt and Julie are obviously freaked out, and they leave at this moment before things get even worse. Kurt is freaked out. Julia is like completely turned on by all of this. Oh, yeah. Which, don't get me wrong, like, they both have weird reactions to it. Like, well, extreme reactions, I should say. Not yeah. weird, but. I don't get how Julie is so, like, in obsessed with it, and how Kurt is so dismissive of it. It's like, he leaves, like, okay, yeah, whatever. Like, not thinking about it. How wouldn't you be thinking about it? Oh, no, yeah, because, like, I mean, it's a little bit of a jump, and but, like, they leave, and they go back home to, like, fool around, and she brings it up, and he's like, I'm trying not to think about it. It's like, how are you not just setting up for all night long talking about what you just saw? Yeah, why aren't you? What else do you have to think about? You're a teenager. Like, That's the coolest thing you've ever seen. I'm like, even if she's like, come on, let's fool around. I'm like, I can't right now. My mind is racing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But they take off. But after they leave, the zombie reawakens as they're just unstrapping it. And like, getting ready to be like, okay, this one's done. No need to check. And he reawakens and bites the one guy's like fingers off. Well... He, they take off like the mouth brace thing that they put in the zombie, like to make it not be able to bite. And the guy shoves his fingers in the zombie's mouth. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Why would you even take it off? It's dead. Yeah. Leave it on. It's What's not it like hurting? It's uncomfortable. <laughs> it's not like the whole facility like has to share this one mouth guard for every test. We see lots of them. Why are they doing this? 
they do like there's like a throwaway line of like okay now the mouth inspection it's like why <laughs> dude i mean i know it's the 90s but you can't like put a really long camera in there or something it has to be hands exactly yeah you're just gonna shove your fingers in this thing's mouth it's like well it didn't bite me so thank god but it bites his hand off and then picks up, like, some kind of equipment and stabs him to death. And the guns, because this is Return of the Living Dead world, doesn't matter where you shoot him, do nothing to him. And they're shooting him, they're like, use the projectile! Use the projectile! And he readies the freeze gun and shoots him and the zombie goes back down. Well, this gun is also, like, sci-fi gun of, like, it doesn't just, like, you can't just pick it up and shoot. You gotta pick it up. Let it charge until the green light comes on. It goes beep, beep, beep. And then you can shoot. So it takes you like 10 seconds between like loading it and it charging. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He goes back down, but the doctor who was attacked turns and attacks the other one and starts eating him. And there's this poor third guy in there who puts him down. And they're like, Full containment, lock it down, and they shut all the doors and everything. And they're like, what happened? Damn it, I have a meeting with Washington in ten minutes. What happened in there? Well, because they, like, kind of get the situation under control, and they get the, like, first zombie strapped down, like you said. And then immediately they're like, okay, let's go back to just, like, kind of lollygagging. Like, oh, you want a sandwich? Let's rest it on the body, basically. And they're, like, not worried about this other person that just got bit, these are scientists. They don't know that this happens. They're just like, la, 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 la. Like, let's recheck these straps for a third time. Just really take your time and don't look around. Because <laughs> <laughs> the doctor zombie attacks them and they're like, oh my God. <laughs> it's like, they just keep giving it time for more and more to reanimate. It's like, I get knocked down, and I get up again, but just another one keeps popping up each time. <laughs> the zombies wake up, and they look around, they're like, you're kidding me, right? Okay, I guess brains. <laughs> Back at Kurt's house, Julie and Kurt are getting it on, happy boobs, and she starts talking about what they saw, this is what we were talking about earlier, like, I'm trying not to think about it. Yeah, she sits down on, like, a leather couch and slips off, she's so excited. <laughs> but... He's like, oh shit, my dad's home. His dad comes home early. Here, quick, get dressed. They're getting dressed and everything. She, like, doesn't have time to grab the shirt, so puts her jacket on, just sits the other way. Which, I mean, just say it works, I guess. I was gonna say, between, like, oh my god, I heard dad's car door shut, and dad being inside their room is, like, ten seconds. It's like he ran up there. Yeah. But he's like, son, we need to talk alone in my office. I'm being reassigned to Oklahoma. Uh, I guess they just got here like six months ago and they had to move around all the time because of his job. And Kurt says he's not going. I'm pretty sure he's 18, so he's we're close enough. So, okay. Well, yeah, he has a motorcycle and whatnot. Like, he seems like, and they don't play around with like a, a high school, like, oh, you got to switch high schools again. They mention like, oh, I just made friends, but you can make friends at any time. So I yeah. almost take it out of, like, he's probably graduated high school and not gone to college yet. Yeah, and he's like, I'm staying. He goes, no, you're not. He goes, I didn't care when he bought your motorcycle. I didn't even say anything about you trying to be a rock and roll drummer. <laughs> I knew you would grow out of it. And it's like, thanks for believing in me, Dad. He goes, don't, don't act like I don't think I know what this is. Getting you away from that girl will be the best thing that ever happened to you. Then Kurt's not taking any of this. and. 
he's like, we're leaving. He goes, and Julie's like, what's going on? He goes, we're leaving. We're we're moving out on our own. And I guess she doesn't have a home because she's like, okay. Well, she, because like you said, yeah, they like come together and then they're like, we're leaving. And she's like, okay. And then later she's on the motorcycle and is like, it's going to take my mom at least a week before she notices I'm gone. So I'm guessing it's just like an absentee parent type of thing. And he's, they're going to move to Seattle and he's going to yeah. be a drummer in a band that he does not have. And you can party all night and watch us play. This sounds like, dude, this, oh my as much as like, I love their, them as a couple, they love each other. They got to come up with a better plan than this, or this relationship is doomed. This is a teenager plan of like, yes. we'll run away from home, we'll move to Seattle and I'll be rich and famous immediately. And we can just party all the time. Not like, it's the next. Show them within twenty four hours of they don't have any money. There's no place for them to stay. They're hungry. They're like, but where's all the money? <laughs> also, you could tell this is the nineties because the rock and roll city is Seattle. Grunge yeah, is taken off. So just fun little look back in time there. Yeah, it's not like New York City. It's not Detroit. Yeah, this is like Nirvana. It's still like around at this time. Yeah. They're leaving together on the motorcycle, and Julie starts getting handsy with him, and he's like, whoa, slow down, cheesy stuff, and she reaches, gets even more handsy, and he swerves from a big rig and swerves off the road, and they crash, and Julia flies and smacks a telephone pole. And with her neck. A, yeah, it's a dubby, but I just love the thump into the pole and falls. It's like, you know, they had a catapult. They had like a catapult on set. The bride yells, I cut the rope like fire! And it's like the <laughs> dummy flying. They have to do like 20 shots. They keep missing the telephone pole. It's like Halloween 3 with them trying to throw the mask on the camera the whole time. Yeah. But what kind of fucking horrible luck? Because in their in their mind, it's like this is the greatest night ever. We're gonna yeah. move in together. We're gonna be Romeo, Romeo and Juliet, and be sweethearts. We got this, baby. Fuck! Now you're dead. What am I supposed to? I guess I'm gonna go back home. Like, <laughs> <laughs> nope. Because he sees the key card and he gets an idea. Yes. Which you saw what happened to the other dead body that they brought back. It was attacking everything. So, I mean, I guess it's just like that, almost like in Hereditary, when, spoilers, uh, what's her, Cluck's, Charlie. Uh, Cluck's uh, head gets knocked off, and uh, is it, uh, and the brother, like, goes into a panic attack and just doesn't react. Yeah, well, I mean, I get it, I guess. Like, what else are you going to do? If you either try this and it doesn't work, or you try nothing and it doesn't work. So I guess he's going to try it. Yeah, but this is also, once again, now he has to weekend at Bernie's her into the secret <laughs> military lab. And sneak her in, and like, oh, hey, and the, oh, the arms waving, she might as well have sunglasses on. Like... Dude. And it's so bad because he doesn't have a car, he's on a motorcycle. So he has yeah. her slumped over his back as he rides past the security guy. And the security guy's like, go ahead. And he sneaks back in with it with her, he gets into the lab, he puts on his hazmat suit and everything, and he wants to get a little 245-trioxin out, but a ton of it comes out and wakes Julie back up. Yeah, well, he's like trying to open like the... There's like a valve and it won't open. So he just cracks the whole thing open. He opens the lid, which we know there's always a zombie in these containers. 
Yes, exactly, because that's what creates it. You have the zombies stuffed in there. But she wakes up and she's like, Kurt, what happened? I, why am I so cold? My neck hurts. Like, she can't move her neck at first. And she's like wobbling her head all over the place yeah. to be like her neck's broken, which just goes away after this scene. But okay. She's like, I'm numb. And it almost, because she's like touching her fingertips. It's like when you fall asleep on your arm and it falls, like goes to sleep for like, who knows how long and you wake up. You're like, fuck, it feels weird. Like, that's what I almost imagine she just feels like. Oh, dude, that would be awful. Can you imagine that never going All away? All over, except yeah. for brains. Or cutting myself. <laughs> yeah. But the other zombie, the barrel zombie, wakes up. And this is like, I, I've dubbed him the melted cheese zombie. Yeah, that makes sense. It's like you microwaved like pizza for too long and it stuck to itself. Yeah, and it's like stuck to his shoulder, his face, and he comes out and attacks, they lock it in a room, and he explains to Julia that she died. She takes it fairly well, I think, to be honest. Well, she's knowing her, like, the little bit we know about her, she's probably like, cool. <laughs> but Pizza Zombie gets out, and Kurt saves Julie from it. I don't know why it attacks her, is she not dead enough yet? Yeah, it doesn't make sense why it doesn't just, like, go completely past her. But it's yeah, almost but, like, but these zombies also kind of think, so I think it could be a, oh, he likes her, she's a zombie, but I'll take her and I'll make him come here. Yeah, true. But they escape, and so does the zombie out of that room. The guard's like, hey, where are you two going? But then sees the zombie coming, zombie kills the guard, obviously. There's also a really cool scene of the zombie pries its head off of its shoulder, and like half of its skull's exposed now and stuff. Oh, it looks so cool, and that's where, like, all these kind, all of Yuzna's movies, to be honest, like, are so good. I'm thinking Society, just the shunting yeah. in general, uh, Bride of Reanimator, the tissue rejection with, like, the head falling back and out of the spine and everything, and stuff Which, like, these little touches are so good, I love it. I, I think Yuzna must love a head on a spine, because it comes back in this one, too, later. Oh, yeah. But instantly cut hard cut to the dad reviewing the security footage. Like, well, we found your missing key card. That's another thing. There's cameras everywhere, and no one saw these two running in and out of this place in two separate times. Well, them going in's normal. They can get in fine. You know what I mean? The guard waves them in. Yeah, but I don't think they're supposed to go to that area. That's like the secret key card place and they're like sneaking around uh, they're probably supposed to go to like the main headquarters building yeah true but the uh, one like woman there says the strong connection between the two of them should keep him safe for now how do you know like great guess <laughs> i mean i guess they have been studying these for a while maybe that is a thing like they've observed who knows maybe. but you know what they gave us the one line, I'm happy, I'll never yeah. complain about the one line to cover up a plot hole. Because you would be wondering if that wasn't in there, like, why isn't she just killing him? Exactly, look, it's cheap, but I'll take it. Even in the first one, um, I forget the character's name, is it, because uh, it's Bert and Ernie, is it Bert or Ernie? Uh, Tal Matthews' character, where he attacks his Freddy. girlfriend. Freddy. Freddy, that's right. Yeah, but Freddy attacks his girlfriend in that movie, and they seem tight. Yes, they do, but apparently not as tight as these two. I'm not saying that that's the greatest love story ever told. I'm saying this might no. be. Well, it is true that she, like, can uh, take her appetite for brains and put it aside, be like, well, I won't eat his brains. Exactly. Everyone else, even people who are extremely nice to me, well, I mean, they're on the table. We'll see, though. 
is she just or is he like just really stupid so she's like his brain's not good <laughs> i mean that a case could be made for that they're on the motorcycle and julie's getting super hungry and it's like how could you be hungry at a time like this but He's like, I gotta find somewhere that's open. I don't care, just stop there. They stop at this, like, little convenience store, and we're introduced to the arcade machine gang goons. Yeah, this group, like, yeah, it's these, like, I don't know, it's like these gang members or something that are, like, playing this arcade game, and, like, the girlfriend's complaining, and they're like, hey, if we left when you wanted to leave before, he wouldn't be on level seven. They're like, yeah! (laughs) Yeah! Also, look, I gotta point it out. This weird multiracial gang that you think is like a Hispanic gang at first, but like, no, because they're Hispanic, Asian American. Like, so it's not that stereotype that they're just going after no. one. But they're also obsessed with their high score and evil for no reason, I guess. To where it's like these two run in, and they basically, if you're just on the outside looking in, I'd be like, they're junkies. They just run into this convenience store and they start, like, devouring food and they're acting weird. Like, yeah, they're probably on something. Yeah, I'm sure that's what you think, because she just starts opening every snack cake there and eating it. But he bumps into one of them and is like, how the, why the fuck did you touch me, man? And stuff like this, and it's like, I'm sorry I bumped into you. You were standing very close. (laughs) They get into, like, a tussle, kind of, and, like, don't you feed her? And she's just looking up, kind of growling. And the owner comes over at this point and starts kicking everyone out, like, take this outside! And he starts kicking them out, and some of the goons, like, rob him on the way out, like, hey! And this, like, fight breaks out. He also yells at Julie, like, you have to pay for this before you eat it! And it's, like, just another night, I guess, for this guy. But he gets, they start robbing him, he tries to stop him from stealing the cash, and... He gets shot by one of the gangsters, and they run out, and for reasons, knock over Kurt's bike and shoot it. Yeah, they're like, that's his bike! And then, like you said, there's like no reason, it's just them being dickheads to be dickheads, I guess. But on the way out, Julie bites one of their arms. Is it Felipe? Yes, Okay. I think. Uh, there's, um, uh, Santan... San- Santos, Santos is the leader. Santos, Mogo, and Alicia, who's the girlfriend, and then Felipe. But yeah, so like they take off, and she bites one on the way out. Uh, either yes. Felipe or Mogo, t- to be determined, but, you know, one of the peons, that's all. Right. And they had to leave, but the bike's gone, so they leave in the van, and they take the store owner with them to take to the hospital, because he's been shot, and... They're pursued by cops, and the cops show up, and I love they're in the van that they stole, and the owner's like, wait, I want to go with them, instead of with these two. <laughs> yeah, it's like, too late, and they take off. Now, these cops show up, they have no idea what's going on. Yes, a van just peeled out of nowhere, but they just start randomly firing at it. They don't know if there's hostages, if they're just trying to get away from the carnage, and like the other people went another way. Yeah, exactly. They're doing their best. <laughs> in the van, though, when they're taken off being pursued, Julie starts stabbing herself with, I don't remember what, like, a, oh, a pin off her jacket. She starts jamming yeah. into her arm. And Kurt is just, once again, it's just like, stop it. Like, what are you doing? She, was she like, it's the only thing that makes the hunger go away or something? Yeah, like, it feels good and it makes me not want to eat brains, basically. I still don't think she said brains yet. She's not sure no. that's what she wants yet. But yeah, but 
they well, she's starting to get the idea because she bit the guy's arm and she's like been licking her lips with all the blood since. <laughs> yes. They get away in an alley, the cops go the other way, and Kurt's like, okay, here we made it, we made it. He turns around and Julie has eaten the store owner's brains. Yeah, he more he's like goes in the he goes to like get in the back of the van and there's like a kind of noises going on and he's like, Julia, what's that noise? Oh my god, you're eating him. <laughs> she had like a blood dripping down her face and everything. The cops find the van, they're like, come on out. They go to like open it up. Kurt and Julie are gone, but the zombie store owner jumps out and kills one of them. And at this moment the military arrives and they contain the zombie and they're like they got away. I want an APB out for the motorcycle. Like, search all this area, everything like that. I was thinking, imagine being the other cop of you got dispatched because there's like a gas station or like a corner store being robbed, which probably happens five times a night. And now all of a sudden there's this huge, like, weird, like, guy with half a head is eating your partner. Now the military have shown up and, like, a general was standing in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> that has to be the worst night you've ever worked. Like, I can go home now, right? They show a manhole, which shows that's how Kurt and Julie got away. Oh, this It's a tiny little thing, and it doesn't matter, but it irked me a tiny bit. Uh, they look around, they're like, they could have gone anywhere. It's been a few minutes between them escaping down the manhole and everyone arriving. And you see the manhole go, Dunk. we're like, shut. Yes. And I'm <laughs> like, like you could have... You could have panned down and shown the manhole cover and then shown them in the sewer. We would have gotten it. Are they just standing there? Because the dad is standing right above the manhole. He should have heard it and been like, well, of course, they went here. <laughs> he opens it. They're still right on the heart. What are you doing? Get up here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, why are you fucking with the manhole still? <laughs> But they're, like, by this river, kind of, and Julie starts, like, piercing herself with this big, rusty, nasty spring. Like, yeah. just spiraling it into her arm, and that just keeps going on and on throughout the movie. But she says, you brought me back, you should have just left me dead, and they have this fight, because he's like, you're disgusting, what's going on with you? And Julie leaves, and, of course, you know, just argue and walk their own separate ways for a bit. Kurt tries to find her and then finds her about to jump off from the top of this bridge into the river. Like, don't do it! And, of course, she does jump. Yeah, she jumps. And this entire time, Riverman is watching them, which is a homeless yes. gentleman who calls himself Riverman, and he just walks up and down this river in his, uh, like, um, fuck. What are they? The rubber boots. Galoshes. Yeah. He sees her jump and then, like, follows Kurt and is talking all this nonsense about, like, I don't even remember what he said, but it has nothing to do with anything. Because Kurt just turns away from him and is like, Julia! And Riverman just keeps following him. <laughs> to where Kurt's like, get away from me, man. I think he does say, that's a, a death jump. Like, you're not surviving that. I saw someone die one time, and it starts to go off and on and on and on. Yeah, he starts talking about, like, bodies floating down rivers, and I saw the bodies. There's two bodies. And this is where he just gives them a weird look. He's like, Julia! <laughs> <laughs> but he finds her, and of course she is alive because she's a zombie. Right. And... Right. Riverman's still with them, mind you. He's just along for the ride at this point. He's surprised she's alive. You're my friends now. <laughs> yeah. But 
they she's okay she stands up and the we cut to the robbers driving around and they're like they they see the military the cops and everything and they think it's after them like yeah. all this for robbing one store what the hell like yes they brought the military out for you yeah but this is also a thing because the the um one guy that they got his arm bit is of course now looking not so good he's starting to get sick he's starting to transform basically of like yeah. it's festery he's all pale looking and whatnot his face is all pale his eyes are sunken in you know yeah is that why they go after them because they're like we gotta stick up for our buddy here like he got bit by that girl she could have rabies or anything let's That's not exactly take him why. to a hospital and save our friend's life let's go hunt down these two teenagers 100% correct. That is why they pursue them instead of getting their friend medical attention. There, is it like, you know, if you get bit by, like, a poisonous snake, you're if you can, you're supposed to bring it with you so they know what kind? Like, or do they think, like, it was this one that bit him? It's like, yeah, it's a punk girl. Like, who knows? Like, <laughs> They take her to the hospital. <laughs> they try to get anti-venom out of her teeth. Yeah, they're, like, making her bite a jar. She's like, ow! <laughs> But at, so they go after him. They're like, I, "There's only one way out from that alleyway." They know, and they're on the other oh. side of the river. And they're like, start yelling at him. And Riverman takes him into the tunnel to escape them. He's like, "Come with me." And they go in, and they get to the pump room. He goes, "It's a pump room. I call it a home. Like this area he's made for himself." Which honestly, for being like a homeless dude, is a pretty awesome little thing he has going on. Like he's got a dry area, he's got his bed set up with what looks like tons of pornography above his bed. <laughs> it's extremely unrealistic. Like that no one has checked this pump room long enough for it to look like a fully furnished apartment. Yes. Oh yeah, basically it is. He's just like moved into this place now and it's like, well, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, back on the military side of things. Uh, Kurt's dad's competitor, the lady who wanted to do the mech suits, has been put in command. And now she's like, I'm changing the operation, complete annihilation or whatever like that. So now it's not try to keep Kurt's son safe or anything. Like that. I mean, Kurt safe or anything like that. Yeah, and he's like, damn it, that's my son. <laughs> and he, and I don't know why they wouldn't get like prosecuted for this, like going AWOL yeah. or rogue. But he takes two people with him. He's like, you two are with me. And they leave and go off on their own. They're just like, yes, sir. And yeah, they just like, without question, just follow him. And it doesn't seem like, well, it also seems like maybe the head, head military guy is more of a fan of his than hers, because if he really wanted to, he could be like, no. <laughs> yeah, I I have no idea. I don't know the legality of dealing no. with military with a zombie outbreak. I don't know. <laughs> it, it doesn't seem right, though. No, but I, I'm betting there's some rule broken here. And they fill Riverman in about this point, what happened. But he leaves out the dying and the zombie part. He just tells them about, like, yeah, we made them mad, and they're after us now, and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, and Riverman, you can tell he's, like, trying to... Like, it's almost like he hasn't talked to anyone in an extremely long time, because he's very weird. And it's very much of, like, did you do anything? And Kurt's like, no. They shot him. He's like, okay, here, here's a coin. <laughs> well, it's it's the pay it forward coin. He's like, yeah, he's like, this is for me to help you. You're going to find someone who needs help one day and you get and you help them out and give them this coin to pass it on pretty much. And right. also he's like, what's your plan? And he tells him about his dreams of being a drummer. He's like, 
That's good. He's extremely supportive of him being a drummer in his imaginary band. But then he's also like, Kurt's like, yeah, you think I can do it? And he's like, I don't know. I'm a guy that lives in the sewer. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you don't want to take advice from me. But he gives them like some room. He's going to keep watch. Kurt and Julie are laying there and they have this talk about their happy future and how everything's going to be all right. And she's okay for a minute here. Like, Things seem to be normal. She starts getting weird again, and she steps on glass, and it subsides her pain enough that they either make out or have sex. I don't know. But while she's shoving glass through her hand the whole time, I guess, so she doesn't eat Kurt. Yeah. And yeah, that is uh, because he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, nothing. (laughs) Yeah, there's blood running down her arm and everything probably onto him while it's going on. Yeah. During this... Dad and his military crew and the gang are both moving in on him, kind of. They're both, like, getting closer to where Riverman is. Exactly. Which, it seemed like um, Kurt and Julie walked down this sewer pipe area with Riverman for, like, two seconds. It's taking the gang and the military three days to get there, basically, it feels like. I was about to say, well, the gang had to cross the river, but the river looked like it was about five inches high, so that shouldn't have been a problem. This is the same, like, kind of river that Skinner was running around in in that movie. Yes, exactly. And then we have the whole, her, like, cutting herself with, like, screws, blades, glass, everything, and, like, piercing herself, and, like, putting ribbon through her throat montage... She gives, like, she gives herself, like, two nipple piercings for each nipple for some reason. Like, it's, like, really, like, and she has all these, like, uh, spikes sticking out of her head. She has, like, the really cool spikes sticking out of her palm that's, like, a cool weapon. But then she just ties a rock to her other hand. No, it's tied to, like, something shoved through it, so, like, keeps putting pressure on it, causing more and more pain, I think. Oh, okay. Well, I, I did see that, too, the first time. Yeah. I'm like, what's she just holding a string with a rock? Then I look close to this, so I'm like, oh, okay, I get it okay. now. But the gang gets Riverman right outside the pump room, and they're attacking him for info. Like, where are they? Where are they? Like, he's not talking. The Riverman's ride or die. But Kurt comes out to try to save him, and he's held at gunpoint. And they're like, where is she? Where is she? And she reveals herself, and this is our full monster Julie reveal, and holy oh. shit, dude. I mean, we talked about some of it already, but she has, like, needles shoved under her fingernails, like, Freddy Krueger-esque, like, a, a yeah. railroad spike going through one palm, like, a ribbon just, like, stitched through the skin around her throat. I she can't has, imagine like, a how- of nails sticking out of her arm, like, her forearm, so that, like, she could almost, like, hit him with them. Yeah, she has, like, a crown of glass shoved through her forehead. How long do you think this took? Oh, this makeup to do? Oh, it had to take a long time. It looks awesome, though. Oh, it looks really awesome. And she's also, of course, in, like, her, like, short jean shorts, fishnets. Her shirt is completely ripped up now. She's a redhead. (laughs) Yeah, something great looking here. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Santos is into it. He's like, Oh, kinky. And he goes up to her and like, and she's acting like he's into her for some reason. Like, like she's into him. And he's like, we'll be right back. Meanwhile, your your friend is dying at this point. He's not just sick. Yeah. He's actively dying. And he just, the, whole, the whole reason you went there to get revenge for your friend. He's, he's dying. He's falling over like convulsing. And he goes in the room to fuck the monster woman. 
Yeah, he's sitting there like, I'm dying, man. <laughs> man. I'm getting woozy here. But they also took their friend who has an infected wound into the sewer. They didn't even let him stay in the car. They're like, no, you're coming with us. <laughs> but they give the other guy the gun, not the dying one at this point, while he goes in there to do his thing. It's like, if they move, kill him. Riverman does slightly move, and he gets shot in the side by that guy. And like, oh, what the fuck? Things start picking up out there. And the other guy finally dies from his bite. And you hear a bunch of noise from the room where her and Santos were in. And Julie comes out with his nearly decapitated head. I say that like she ripped his head and spine out, but didn't finish the job. So the end of his spine is still like in his shoulders and comes out with him like that. He looks like one of those long necked dinosaurs. <laughs> exactly. It's awesome looking. Yeah. And she attacks the other guys, stabs him and bludgeons him to death. And eats the face off another one, and then the girl's trying to get away, and she spikes her with her railroad spike hand as she's going <laughs> up the ladder. I and think that's my, out of all of her, like, the body mods that she does, my favorite one is the uh, railroad spike railroad spike through the palm. Because that one just seems like it would be so many cool kills you could do with it. Oh man, I wish they let her go a little longer. Because I think the other end's like blunt. She can like blunt smack. Yeah. Like we said, she has a rock rope she bludgeons with and everything. She also has a chain rum running between her nipple piercings. Like I could see a scene of her like choking someone with that. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I almost wish we got like a full series with just like monster zombie Julie. Oh yeah, I wonder if there's like any cool like deleted scenes of that. I'm not sure. I didn't get a chance to play with too much of the extras on the DVD before recording this because it's through October and I don't have a lot of time. I got, we gotta get to the next one as soon as I'm done. <laughs> my, my copy was a VHS copy, so it definitely didn't have special features. <laughs> <laughs> but It barely played. <laughs> I'm glad it did. I was wondering because yeah. I knew you didn't watch that one yet. But Kurt stops her from killing the girl who's halfway up the ladder. He's like, what are you doing? But the guy who turned reanimates and then eats that girl and kills her. And our good three, uh, Julie, Kurt, and Riverman, go into this other room and hide from zombie oh, yeah. Santos who's trying to get in. And he's like, like you said, like this real super long neck thing, which is just his spine trying to get in. <laughs> they barricade themselves in and all that as he's trying to get in. It does, like, this scene definitely reminds me of, like, Bride of Reanimator. Oh, definitely. Because... I know he was, like, kind of let down with how much he got to do in that movie, especially with the bride and stuff. So with this one, he's like, I'm going full out with it. Yeah, he really likes his, like, bloody, cut-up, like, gore girls. Yeah, and that's what he wanted, and so he's like, I'm doing it this time. But He, he has a subscription to girls and corpses, like, 100%. <laughs> Definitely. I love but the articles. <laughs> Julie's pain's wearing off, and she almost bites Kurt, but she stops herself, and Kurt's holding the door while Riverman takes Julie, goes, take her! What? Her? No way, man! She's dead! He, he wants, goes, take Yeah. <laughs> he wants nothing to do with her. <laughs> but he does, because Riverman's ride or die, he yeah. takes Julie, and the zombies break in, Kurt kind of, like, crawls behind some things, gets away from him, and he catches up, and Julie is... Of course, eaten Riverman. <laughs> he Kirk comes in and he's like, "No, not him!" <laughs> it's like basket case. She was good. That's like how he's yelling and everything. Yeah. This is this movie's Terry uh, Susan Smith. <laughs> yes, 
the dad team shows up and starts darting the gang zombies and they're all about to get Kurt, but he bait the dad and the military basically save him. And Kurt steps in front of Julie, get away from her son. And I think cause he just saw Julie eat river man. He knows what she's going to be. He does step yeah. away. They freeze her too. Yeah, there is because it is, uh, he steps away and you see the thing of, um, it's like in a movie when like the person's like yelling at the dog to like, get out of here, get out. You're not wanted anymore, but they actually are wanted, but they have to like throw a rock at it. And the dog's confused and runs away. It's almost like Julie is like, I thought we were going to go to Seattle. <laughs> and it is sad. There's that look of betrayal on our face yeah. for a second, but like almost accepting it. Like, yeah, this is right. And, just hard cut to at base, and the dad's talking to him. I'm glad they mentioned, like, I heard you were very good in your debriefing. So he was questioned and everything like that. Yes. And he's like, what are they going to do to her? That's science's job now, not mine. And he overhears the new commander telling the dad to, I don't want anything out about the Walker girl. He goes, but she's proved they're not just reanimated flesh. They have a conscious. They're smart beings. They remember. He goes, that's not what we're here for. We're here to make weapons. So, like, they're just going to ignore the fact that, yeah, this girl was basically still alive and just keep up with the weapon program. Or now they know that, like, all of these zombies are sentient and they know what's going on. So they're like, isn't this kind of inhumane? It's like, who cares? We have to take down our enemy. USA! USA! I mean... <laughs> no, no, the military, you know, we, you know, the typical cliche, we don't have to listen to you, Mr. Scientist, like South yeah. Park and everything, <laughs> but Kurt, again, you think after, like, breaking in and stealing Trioxin and everything like this, he maybe yeah. watched a little more? Nope, he's just walking around. <laughs> he just wanders into science rooms, and yeah. the scientist goes, hi, let me catch you up on the plot, here's where we are. <laughs> this is the future of warfare right here. And he sees all the test zombies, and you see Santos, like, his floating head in there and a bunch of other ones. Yeah. I did love this. Like, did you notice under all the zombies, it's just, like, uh, specimen number whatever. And then right. it would say, um, brain bitten or brain intact. Because the zombies bite brains, but you still turn into one. And so, like, they had them labeled as intact brain or not. Oh, okay. So I thought that was a cool little touch there. But yeah. he... He finds zombie Julie in there, and he also looks over to the other room and sees Riverman being put into one of the exoskeletons. And so, oh. this thing, it's a big mech suit, and they yeah. drill it into you, and they explain it like it's a meat-powered battery. Look, I get what you're saying. Yeah. If you had the technology to make this, though, wouldn't you just make robots with a bunch of batteries? <laughs> Wouldn't that seem much simpler than stuffing yeah. a zombie into it? What's the... And all you're doing is encasing a zombie in, like, armor. Yeah. And to the point... We'll, we'll get there in a second. Yes, but okay. Yeah, he sees Riverman being put into the mech suit and everything. It sounds painful and everything. And... Oh, you feel bad for the zombies in this one. Oh, definitely. And... Kurt's had enough. He opens Julie's cage, and the scientist goes, What are you doing? What? And too late. And Riverman starts rampaging. They don't have the lock on right and everything. And starts attacking and throwing everyone all over the place. And the scientist shoots Riverman's, like, starts shooting his limbs off with a shotgun, which you think would work. 
But the only problem is, you gave him permanent limbs. He's a zombie. You shoot his arm off, but you gave him a mech arm. So it still works. The great thing is, like, Riverman gets his leg shot off. But like you said, the, like, exoskeleton's keeping him up. But he looks down at his leg that's now missing and is like, (laughs) Now you're just pissing him off. And they keep shooting him and... He's being held together, and he breaks open a barrel in the scuffle, and Riverman attacks the scientist who was telling Kurt, don't do that. And I thought he was dead here, but no, he's still alive. But the barrel zombie reaches out and pulls him in, which is really cool, actually. Yeah. And all the zombies are breaking free here, and the new leader is also killed by a barrel zombie. The is being locked down. Kurt's like, Julie, we gotta go, and everything. They take off, and... In the whole shuffle and everything, Kurt's bit by a random zombie. Yes, he gets bit. And at first, like, I remember watching this, and even again this time, because I didn't remember large chunks, I was like, oh, are they now going to be like Romeo and Juliet zombie of, like, they're two zombies, but they're in love, so they're, like, holding hands, walking, like, into the apocalypse? Dude, I would, I'd be all for that, except I know all these zombies are just going to get shoved in barrels and be made, like, end of mech suits, so I'd be like, oh, that'd be terrible. Well, maybe they get shoved into a barrel together. No, maybe. <laughs> but, um, Kurt's bit, they're trying to get out, and... He... <laughs> I just thought of something. I was like, they shove them in the barrel together, but they keep having sex in the barrel, so the barrel keeps, like, rocking back and forth and making noise. They're like, separate those two! <laughs> I mean, I'd be happy for them. Yeah. They're like, stop it. They're like banging on the window and they both look up. They're like, (laughs) (laughs) but he runs out like they're running away trying to get out. But when he's bit, he finds his dad blocking one of the doors that shut off with a fire extinguisher. He tells Kurt to come with him. And Kurt's like, you got to leave her. She's dead. Like she's not there anymore, which you don't realize. He doesn't realize he said everything about Kurt now because he's also been bit. He says, it's too late for me. And, the door closes. No, we gotta get out of here. Oh, son! No! (laughs) (laughs) He's drug away by someone else, and Julie says to Kurt, we gotta get out of here. Kurt goes, we are. They turn on the fucking incinerator, and they both crawl in, just like in the first one, with Frank. And they kiss, and they hold each other as they're both burned alive. Yeah, it it and she asked like twice, like, "How are we gonna get out of here?" He's like, "I know exactly how." He's like, and she's like, "Then again, like, what's next?" And he's like, "Forever." And they like, yeah, like they kiss and like burn up together. But I don't know. I think the Frank scene alone, where he just puts his wedding ring on like the machine and does it by himself, almost seems more romantic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. I I like both of them a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's the end of the movie. But man, like, what a, like, sad downer of an ending. Yeah, I would have loved if they walked off into the sunset as two zombies. Yeah, but, I mean, I get it, because they know what... They know what life is like for a zombie, because of people like his dad and the other lady and everything like that. Yeah, true. So, yeah, that's Return of the Living Dead 3. Yeah, fucking fun movie. Yeah, I knew I wanted to get a zombie movie in for Throbtober. And, you know, we have the obvious choices. Like, we have still the one left in the original Romero trilogy. There's other things and everything. Like, yeah, let's do something really different for it. 
Well, yeah, you said about like, because at first you're like, oh no, maybe we do zombie. And then you're like, Return of the Living Dead 3. And I'm like, sure, I have that. <laughs> yeah, I was, we were going to do zombie too. I was like, because a zombie fights a shark. But I was like, yeah, no, this, through October, I feel like this is a fun pick for this one. No, I agree. I had a great time watching it. All right, you want to get in Count of the Dead? Let's get into the Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. All right, the Throbbing Horror Count of the Dead tallies up all the deaths in the movie. The only caveats for this one, as you know, but if you are a new listener, people who are always zombies do not count. If you were turned into a zombie and killed, that does not count as two deaths. You still only died once. That's pretty much it, I think. Yes. All right, where do you think we're at with Return of the Living Dead 3? There was quite a bit. There's a good amount. I'm gonna Not say, a bloodbath, but a good amount. I'm going to say 14. going to say 14, Brett. Yeah, probably off by one. Well, you are not. You got it on the dot. Oh. 14 deaths. Fuck yeah, look at me go. I tried to do my who wants to be a millionaire, like sound disappointed when he gave me the answer. <laughs> no, you got it. I'm immediately like, I know I failed. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, well, that's Greg Scout of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. And now we're getting into my ratings from Dimension Z. Uh, so basically, I take something from the movie and I rate the movie 1 through 10, 1 being the worst and 10 being the best. And I come up with that thing right now. All right, so they run into Julia and Kurt. The first thing to do, she's like, I'm really hungry. They go into a convenience store. Oh my god. All those... <laughs> <laughs> they grab all those little Debbie snacks. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to do those tasty cakes that you get from like gas stations. Like any of those kind in that like rack. All right. I don't know. It's the best thing I could think of. No, I just like because I like to think of like, is Brett gonna do food for? Because you know yeah. that's the normal one. And I'm like, yeah. well, there isn't any in this. I didn't think. And then I was like, oh fuck, there is. I was like, oh no. <laughs> I was thinking really hard. I was like, think of food. Think of food. Little Debbie's. Okay. Um. So a number one version of those like snack cake things you see at the gas station all the time, like the one I usually always pass over. And I, I do kind of like them, but they, they're they just way too sweet, is the Swiss rolls. Oh, I like those. I like them too, but it's just like the the sugary, creamy filling like almost hurts my teeth. Like, I don't know. It's, I don't agree I can't with this one rating. I, I, I don't agree with it. this one rating, but I, I will I'll accept it. Is, ratings for Dimension Z is your territory. I can't butt in. Okay. Uh, number 10, one of those kind of little Debbie snacks. I'm going to say is like the Nutty Buddies. Oh, that's up there. Yeah, okay. I love those wafery Nutty Buddy uh, candy bar things, and you can peel each like layer off if you want to eat it that way, and just eat it whole. Like You can kind of have fun with it, too. It's my favorite I since you. I was little. I'm, I'm a honey bun guy myself. I like those every once in a while. I would rather go Danish than honey bun. Or like a good cosmic brownie, you know? Oh, I love those. Yeah, those are good. I'm going to give Return of the Living Dead 3 6.5 out of 10. I usually don't do halves, but I was like, it's better than a 6, but it's not quite a 7. So this one, I think, kind of is deserving of like a 6.5. It's a lot of fun. It's definitely not like the best zombie movie ever, but it's not the worst either. And I think it's definitely uh, rewatchable. 
Definitely. So I'm going to start mine out by saying I did check the ratings, like the average on IMDb and stuff. Yeah. And it's insultingly low. I was shocked at how low it was. Like it was like around five or something like that out of 10. I'm like, man, I look, there are only two movies in this series that I rate above a five. And I haven't even sat down to think of my other of the others, but I know they're not. And it's this one and number one. Right. Bro, I'm not going to lie to you. When I first sat down and did my notes, I this is not my final answer. I wrote 10. For a minute, <laughs> I was going to give this movie a 10. Like, it's legit like a perfect movie to me almost. Yeah. yeah, I thought, I'm like, some of the stuff with, like, when they're hiding in the river, like, drags right. a little bit for me and everything. But since it was at that 10, the most I can knock this thing down to is a 9 for me. Damn. Little Debbie Snack Cakes. I love this movie. This is, like... It's fun. It, now... The original is still a number 10 for me and my favorite, obviously. Yes. But holy shit, if this doesn't give it a run for its money, I love this movie. Wow, that's why I was like, I think of the original, and that one, like I said, I love that, I adore that oh, movie. It's a perfect but movie, yeah. I don't think this one comes really close to it, but I do like it a lot. I don't think it comes close to it, and this sounds weird for me to say, but it comes close to it in a completely different way. I don't think it's okay. similar at all. Nothing is in that league. But this right. is so damn good. I, I'm going to give it nine snack cakes out of ten. Damn. Okay. I know uh, that's I'll, a controversial one. A lot of the listeners will not like me for that one, but that's just personal. This is a rare Greg of the Dead rating it above me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not since Predator. No, I mean, it's happened since then, but I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's all I got. Throbtober is, is wild. Look, we have... I don't know the order because we recorded these out of order because we yeah. had to. Some of our new releases and stuff. Man, this has been fun, though. Holy crap. I hope that you guys are enjoying this as much as we have actually doing it. Oh, yeah. We're even, like, right now, we don't even... Right now, where we're at, October hasn't even started. And it starts I'm in a just, week, I think. Yeah. But I've been having so much fun doing this that when we're done recording so many episodes, I'm going to miss it. <laughs> oh, I might have time to actually, like see my family <laughs> go go out and do something or watch something that I'm not taking notes for. You know what I mean? <laughs> I might do something like that after this. And I will be doing the exact same thing I always do, which is watching yes. these movies all day. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see you guys tomorrow with something else. Yeah. And we hope that return of the living dead three has left your brain throbbing with horror. Oh, Hey, didn't see you there. Well, that was a fun episode, wasn't it? Be sure you tune in next week for another fun episode. And be sure to check out all our social medias. Just look for the Throbbing with Horror Pumpkin. I hear the guy that runs them is really great.